Okay, hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to Facebook Live. Today is the 31st of March. Uh, hopefully the weather will warm up. It's been a really cold week out east, out west, probably everywhere. Um, but uh, tomorrow's April 1st. That's no joke. Tomorrow really is April 1st, so things should be getting better. Um, but uh, that's the least of the problems. Um, let me just hang up on the phone. That was Whitney. Whitney, I'll call you back. Um, hey, it's a live show. Got to answer the phones live. Um, I was going to speak to you about GI bleeding today, and I will speak about that. But there's one thing I just wanted to bring up um, that I posted this on CTSS on the Facebook page a couple weeks ago, and maybe I posted it once, or maybe I posted it twice. Now, just to first clarify, one of the things we've written about a lot is medical error and the fact that. And again, let's talk about CT. We all make mistakes. People do make mistakes. They miss lesions. They misinterpret lesions. All the things that happen. But we've also been very clear that one of the reasons we have this website in total is to make people better at reading scans. Which I run a conference every Wednesday for our faculty. The goal is to help people miss less. We're doing AI to help detect lesions, help people miss less, help pay people make more, rather make better diagnosis and make less mistakes. So that's something we're always doing. And I remember when I started my radiology training, Dr. Salek, um, this is 40 years ago, plus I was with Dr. Zinreich, um, made the point that the only person who doesn't miss anything is the person who doesn't read any films, okay? So that's really quite simple. So we're all gonna miss things. We try to minimize that. And again, we're trying to protocols, help learning, CME, computers, AI, we're all trying to do things better. And misses is not related just to radiology, it's in pathology, it's in medicine, it's in surgery, okay? Errors do happen everywhere. There was a thing in the paper a couple weeks ago, and I can't give you the exact details, you can read about it yourself, but a nurse was giving a patient a medication, and I think she wanted to give them Versed to calm them down to get an MR scan. Instead, she gave another medication, which was also, I can't tell you the name of it, radiologist, not good on meds, with a V. And for whatever reason, that patient uh, arrested and died. So it's one thing if you said that's a medical error. Now, you've got to look into it. Obviously, it was a medical error. There's nothing, no one's going to argue. And in fact, the lady said she made a mistake. She gave this rather than that. She wasn't on drugs. She wasn't on alcohol. She was probably busy like all of us, and she made a mistake. Now. That doesn't excuse it. Do not get me wrong, it doesn't excuse it. One thing I would recommend, not that I, I do CARTs, is that they need to make certain that the medications are better defined. The medications that can have serious effects on patients should be carefully labeled or have it in a way of a different wrapping that you don't make a quick mistake like that. And people have worked on that over the years to make sure things don't look the same, that the injectables are different, that the volumes are different, that there's pediatric colors and adult colors, all that. So none of us are saying that she was wrong. And, you know, to the family, we, we give our sympathy and that's what malpractice insurance is for and mistakes do happen, unfortunately. But they took her to court as like second degree homicide, as if she intentionally or unintentionally murdered this person. And I think I heard just before this talk that she was convicted in court. Now, I don't know what a sentence could be. It could be. 10 to 20 years in jail. 
you got to think about that for a second, what that means. Any one of us can make a mistake. We try not to. But what if you made a mistake and they threw you in jail? Oh, my God. The other thing is we rely on the integrity of our colleagues. So we do peer review. I report errors. Other people report errors, things I miss, things they miss, and we all try to learn from it. We have morbidity, mortality conference and surgery. That's what it's for, right? To teach people from errors. But if you knew that someone could go to jail because they made a mistake, you wouldn't be reporting mistakes. People would not admit to mistakes. No one's gonna tell anything to anybody about anything. And in the end of the day, patient's care is going to get much, much, much worse. And so this case, I think, hopefully the judge in the case, I think the judge makes the sentence, is gonna to have to really be careful. Uh, the precedent could be incredible. I mean, could you imagine if you thought that if you missed a, a lung nodule, a pancreatic mass, a liver tumor, a DVT, a PE, that they can put you in jail because you missed something? That's going to create all sorts of issues and all sorts of problems, and we don't want to go there. We want to have quality improvement. We want to make things better. We want to keep our goal is 100% accuracy, knowing it's a goal we cannot, we cannot get to, but we're fighting to get closer and closer every day. But if, and it's a big if, if you say that if you miss something, we're going to throw your ass in jail, I think we really are going to have a big problem. And I think patient care is not going to get better. Patient care is going to get worse. People are, going to, people are not going to report things. People are going to behave much differently. Um, and I think it's going to hurt care. It's, it's a mistake if you think it's going to help care. Uh, it's going to hurt. And not to mention, it's going to make people suffer. I mean, this poor lady, uh, I saw a picture of her in the paper. I can't imagine what she's going through, what a family's going through, that she's in jail, for God's sakes. Yes, it was a mistake. She gave two medicines with V. One she shouldn't have given. Like I said, I don't know how easy a mistake that is. They both with the same letter. Is it something she shouldn't have done? Obviously, it's something she shouldn't have done. But mistakes do happen. Again, we're not minimizing it. But we are saying that we need to be very careful. And I know that the nursing association around the country is really up in arms. Because you can imagine, um, you can imagine they're scared because they should be scared. And I'm going to tell you also that physicians need to speak up because, you know, nurses, physicians, PAs, professors and assistant professors, private practice and academics, everybody's in the same ballpark. We're all in the same exact uh, position where if you're going to prosecute us, mistakes where does that prosecution begin and end is it a 20 centimeter mass or is it a one centimeter mass you know um, I can tell you it's just not going to be pretty so um, that wasn't the purpose of my talk today but I think this is so important you should go and read about it go to Yahoo News or CNN News or whatever news channel you look at or just do a Google search you'll come up with it and 
we'll we'll remember. I think I'll try to remember later. Or Lily's listening. Lily will post it about some of the information of what went on in that trial. But again, you know, the the person involved, the nurse, said she made a mistake. It's not like she tried to hide it or lied about it or blamed someone else. She made a mistake. But again, we want to have zero mistakes. But we know that's impossible. Okay. So anyway. That's what I have to say about that. Now, GI bleeds, let me just tell you briefly about GI bleeds. CT is the study of choice for GI bleeding. What you wanna do is, some people said do non-contrast to see if there's any high density in the bowel, that does work, but our experience is do dual phase, two phases, arterial and venous. If you wanna do three, I guess you can, but two phases, arterial venous. If something's blood, it always changes between arterial and venous. The original articles were non-contrast and arterial. But one of the things we found is many bleeds are best seen in the venous phase, where a little dot is seen arterial or almost nothing at all. And venous, it's very obvious. Also, as bleed, as a bleed is active, it increases in density between arterial and venous, which means more likely you're gonna have a positive angio when you go in to do it. CT's really good. Remember, there was a lot of work with nukes. Nukes was not very good, it took forever. But also, even when nukes was positive, it didn't tell you where the bleeds are. CT tells you precisely where the bleed is and what vessel it's probably coming from. So what I've noticed often is you go back two and a half hours later when you do an angio and the, there's no bleed present, but if the bleed is very obvious on CT, you embolize the vessel where the bleed came from. Because bleeds are intermittent often. You hate to have someone you did an angio on, you left, and then an hour later they bleed again. Now we know that many bleeds, particularly like diverticulitis, bleeds from that, diverticular disease, Three quarters of them happen once, never happen again, but 25% or more will happen again. Bleeds are from many causes, right? We look at the stomach, ulcers, tumors, small bowel, ulcers, tumors, angiodysplasia, large bowel, tumors, angiodysplasia, diverticulitis, diverticular disease are the most common things. Um, again, dual phase, fast injections, MIP imaging is critical being able to look for the most subtle of changes. Again, if you see high density and you're not certain, get you look at the arterial and venous. If it stays exactly the same, it's not gonna be blood. Also, when measures over 500, it's high density. That's some foreign matter, it's not blood. Blood, you're lucky it reached three, 350. Um, so that works out very nicely. Axials, coronals, MIP. You must do those. Volume rendering can be helpful. But the MIP slab, coronal, looking for bleed, Look very carefully. Look at the coronal and sagittal side by side. Look at all of the axials and coronals, sagittals. Helps you look at the origin of the celiac and SMA. Make sure the vessels are patent. Make sure there's no vessel occlusion. Look very, very carefully. We also talk about looking at the stomach, although we think about GI bleeds, distal to the ligament of triads. You can see unsuspected bleeds in the stomach. And although endoscopy is a study of choice, CT can be very valuable. And often you're looking for a bleed, you don't know where you're looking. Again, make sure you scan all the way through the rectum. So, and again, coronal, sagittals, 3Ds, MIP, all works very, very nicely. I think your accuracy rate will be greater than 90%. Uh, again, CT is the gold standard. Yes, angio may be negative later, but we know bleeds stop. So when the CT increase from arterial to venous, uh, that means the angio is likely gonna be positive. So. Uh, we worked very well on those, and uh, 
even if uh, you're thinking about colonoscopy, angio is much, CT angio is much better. If the CT angio is positive, then the endoscopy usually is going to be successful. CTA is negative, the uh, endoscopy is not going to add more information. So that's kind of, um, there's a bunch of cases on CTSS in the small bowel, stomach, GI in general sections. There's a lot of um, articles written. There's a bunch of talks I gave recently. There's some new talks within the GI section about GI bleeding. So take a look at those. I think those will be helpful. Now let's see if people have any questions. I see Mana Verdi is here and I see John Biacchino is here. I guess Lily posted the information about the guilty verdict for formal nurse in death accidental. So you might want to read it there. That's CBS News. But um, again, it's kind of sad. I've, we really feel for the patient, obviously, but we really feel for the nurse. So again, it may pay to speak up at your institution. I think people need to speak that. We don't want to hide the truth, but it can't be that medical professionals are going to jail. This is sheer madness. And let me end there because I think we are really upset uh, we're really annoyed and many people I've read articles are really scared about what this precedent means and um, you know it, it's just not um, we'll see what happens what the what comes out in the papers but there's been very little written about it this case has been going on for a while but I think the nurses are really going to the nurses I mean because it was a nurse are going to be front and center and uh, as physicians we need to support our nurses and our PAs and our techs and everybody else. So with that, I'll say hello to Alberta, this is Oklahoma, and I'll say the, hello to the rest of you who aren't signed in. And when you, if you have any questions, when you see the tape at your free time, just let us know. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great day.